the Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew, the third chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him and all the region along the Jordan, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But... When he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Abraham. And even now, the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance. But one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear the threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, all the above. Remember what we're doing in Advent? What are we doing? There's a word. It begins with a P. Practice? Man, that's really good. I mean, that's kind of what we're doing as well. Yes. So you're right. We are preparing. And we're practicing. We're preparing and practicing our hearts and our minds for what God is doing. We're preparing for what God is doing. And in the first reading today, we have a clue about what this thing that God is doing is going to be like. There's a lot of animals in the first reading today, aren't there? There is a lamb and a wolf. Now, do lambs and wolves usually get along? No. Nope, not really. Doesn't really work out in the lamb's favor, does it? No. 
But in this, in this new kingdom, they get along. What? Yeah. <laughs> and then there are, um, oh, the, the bear and the cattle, I believe. What happens with the bear and the cattle? Do they get along? Not normally. But in this new kingdom, they get along. There are snakes and children. Do snakes and children normally get along? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe from a distance. <laughs> no. In this new kingdom, there's no worry when the two are together. They all get together. That's right. Now, just by telling you these things, what do you think this thing that God is doing, what do you think this new way of living is going to be like? Yeah. Nothing eats them. I think that's a good start. You don't have to worry about being eaten. What else? You don't have to worry about going in the jungle and huge tigers jumping out and eating don't have to worry about the huge tigers in the jungle. What else is this new thing that God is doing going to be like? Yeah. They're friends. So not only do we not have to worry about the tiger, not only do we not have to worry about uh, other animals, we don't have to worry, period. Right? We're going to be taken care of, and we're going to be good to one another. And when we're good to one another, and when we're taking care of with one another, we don't have to worry about each other, do we? This new thing that God's doing is something where everyone is taken care of, and everyone can be at peace with one another, can be gentle with one another, can be loving towards one another. This week, I want you to look at any animals that you see. Now, sometimes these animals might be a little bit scared of you. Some animals are scared. And sometimes these animals might scare you. Sometimes these animals are going to love you, and you're going to love them. Whatever animals you see, I want you to imagine a world where the animals aren't afraid of one another, where you're not afraid of any of them, this is a small little piece of how God is changing and going to change the world. And we want to prepare our hearts and our minds to be ready for it. Now, during Advent, we light a candle each week to practice. See, there's where the practice is. To practice preparing our hearts and our minds for this new thing. Would anyone help, like to help me light the candle? All right. I saw all of them. But Clayton, you're right here. So Clayton, I'm going to ask for your help. I know. But in this new kingdom, we're happy for everyone. We're happy for everyone. So Clayton, once all of us start singing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, we're going to walk over there, get that. We're going to go up here and light it off the candle, and then we're going to light two of these, okay? And we'll go together, all right? All right. Here we go.
Now, this next part, the whole congregation is going to pray a prayer. And this is one of the ways we prepare our hearts and our minds for what God's going to do. So I want you to listen as we all prepare together, okay? Here we go. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, ruler of the universe. John the Baptist calls all people to prepare the Lord's way for the kingdom of heaven is near. Bless us as we light the candles on this wreath. Baptize us with the fire of your spirit that we may be a light shining in the darkness, welcoming others as Christ has welcomed us, for he is our light and our salvation. Blessed be God forever. Amen. Thank you so much today. And we have something that you're used to. They're all the same. In the name of Jesus, amen. Once again, we have a tension, don't we? There's a little bit of a tension between the first reading and the gospel reading, even though they relate to one another, and overtly so. This tension is kind of felt, once again, in the emotions behind these texts. If we pay attention only to the gospel, the gospel seems a little alarming and just a tad scary again. Because this coming of the kingdom and this drawing near of the kingdom, John the Baptist uses some imagery that sets at least me on edge. Everyone's coming, but the Pharisees, who don't seem to have a change of heart or at least don't have repentance that's worthy, they're seen as a brood of vipers. You don't need to know a lot about the time and space where that's probably not a good thing to be named as. And then John the Baptist goes on to talk about an axe lying at the root of the tree. And if I'm a tree, I don't really want an axe anywhere near me. And then John the Baptist goes on to talk about the, the, the threshing floor and the chaff being thrown into the fire and the, granary being, the grain being taken into the granary. And all of these sound just in the kingdom of God, but they also sound like something that makes me nervous. Like, am I bearing the fruits that should be good for repentance? Or am I the tree where the axe is lying at the root of? Or am I going into the fire or into the granary? All of these things make me nervous if I only pay attention to these parts of the gospel. But if I listen, if I listen to the voice that preceded John, if I listen to the voice that announced John, if I listen to this Isaiah passage, the thing that's coming, the thing that we're preparing for, is a good and wonderful thing. All of the ways that we see the world normally acting are changed. 
inside the animal species that we listed in the children's sermon, but then inside the way that we exist with one another. The whole core structure of the world is changed and shaped so that there will not be fear and there will not be worry and there will not be ache in the world anymore. And if I have the option between the world that I see today and the world laid out in Isaiah, I pick Isaiah every time. I don't have any clue of how the world Isaiah spells out works, but I want it. I want it very much. I think the reason that this really good thing coming near makes me and maybe more of us worry so much when it comes out of John's mouth is the really forceful nature of what's happening. It happens whether we're ready or not and the really large expectation placed on our shoulders to be a part of it. They're fruit worthy of this repentance. Have you ever watched a road being made? Have you ever watched a road being made? Some yes, some no. I'm enthralled by the process of making a road. So much so that when I'm driving through a construction zone where they're doing work, I have to remember to drive and not stare at all the construction happening around me. It's really cool and a little bit uh, nervousness-inducing, anxiety-producing to to watch this road being made. You go through and at the beginning, at least when I see, you know, signs of a road being made, there's just kind of like cones set up and a little sign that says, hey, here in a few weeks there's going to be interruptions. Be aware. But then all of a sudden, the earth changes shape with these huge machines that come in. And then, before you know it, the earth doesn't even look the same. And that's the part that kind of makes me nervous. And then they lay down that base, they pack down the earth, and, and they, they lay the layers of the road. And before you know it, there's this thing, this wide thing in the world that wasn't there before. And literally, all of the traffic, all of the human beings, and even the animals that try to cross through there are changed and shaped by this new road. We go where the road takes us, and and the road leads to a new place. I think it's kind of cool the way that that happens today, but long before we had huge machines, and long before we had machines of any kind, we still made roads. And you kind of know this. We made the road by walking. We made roads by going back and forth. They were pathways, and eventually they became a little wider and a little well-known, more well-known. We make the road by walking. There's still some of these today. There's some paved roads that were originally the roads we made by walking, and you can tell somewhat by their shape and by how they go across the land. There's some roads that we made by walking through the wilderness, through the forest, through the trees. I really like the roads that were made by walking in the house where I grew up. 
There were little divots in the land from where my dad went out to the shed every time, from where we went out to do chores. We make roads by walking. When John tells us to make way for the Lord and make straight the paths of the Lord, John is asking us to participate in this great and new and wonderful thing that's happening in the world. This world turned upside down where there is no fear and there is no worry and there is no ache. And John is asking us to make a road by walking, to participate in this kingdom come near. to bear fruits worthy of this kingdom come near. So in our daily lives, we are asked to walk in a way that brings peace to the ones around us. We are asked to walk in a way that brings joy to the ones around us. We're asked to walk in a way that eases the ache around us. And as we walk in this way, the road of the Lord appears we make the road by walking. Now don't get me wrong. The core of this road is always brought about by God. The way that our feet are able to move in this way is brought about by God. The way that our bodies are even able to comprehend this is brought about by God. The change of our hearts and of our minds in this Advent season is brought by God. But also make no mistake, we are asked to participate and make the road by walking. So this week, I have a job for you. I want you to pay attention wherever you're driving. I always want to pay you to pay attention wherever you're driving, but pay attention wherever you're driving and see if those roads are the kind that were made by huge machines or the kind that were made by people taking paths over and over again. See if you can find some of those roads that were made by walking. See if you can find some of those paths that are still around, the divots in the earth that were made by people's repeated practice. And if you find one, or if you can just remember one, I want you to remember all of the people that came before you that it took to make that road, to make that path, to make that guidance for where you should go. I want you to think of all the people that made the pathways of faith in your heart that helped shape your heart and your mind into what it is today and made those pathways by walking. And then I want you to consider this new and great and wonderful thing that God has been doing, is doing, and will always continue to do and I want you to consider which new roadways we need to make by walking. God be with you if this pattern seems really tough and difficult, and God be with you if this text still seems scary. But on the familiar roadways and on the new ones we are called to create, may God be with us in each step of the way. God be with you. Amen.